Welcome to the Stylistpreneur Podcast, a show created to help hairstylists build and sustain successful beauty businesses. Here is your host, Damali Phils, CEO of Stylists in Business, master hairstylist, and author of Travel Notice, the ultimate guide to becoming a traveling hairstylist. All right, let's start the show. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Stylespreneur Podcast. I am your host, Damali Fields, and today's guest is Brandon T. Palmore. He is the owner and operator of Mr. B's Grooming Lounge. Brandon has been a licensed barber and cosmetologist for the past 16 years. After college, he decided to pursue his passion and continue in the hair industry, which led him to education. He is also a national educator for Paul Mitchell Systems and an advanced academy trainer for Paul Mitchell Schools. His passion and goal is to elevate the barbering experience and give back to the community in which he serves. Brandon, come on in the room. How are you? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty well. How about yourself? I'm pretty good. I'm excited to have you on the show because, Brandon, we go back. Okay, yes. like <laughs> we go back to yes. Brandon High School. High school, long time, high long time. school, that's crazy. Like, I can't even believe yeah. it. I mean, most people from high school, I'm like, Lord, I don't even know where they at, okay? <laughs> um, yeah. And honestly, when I knew, like, we, I know you through a mutual friend back in high school. And mm-hmm. so I knew that friend uh, a little bit better than you, but I didn't even know, like, you were in barbering, in cosmetology. So, and I guess we just, mm-hmm. you know, were able to reconnect over the years. So I'm glad yeah. you can make it to the show. I appreciate you having me on. And it's funny just, you know, just how time time comes around, you know what I'm oh, saying? God, yeah. So reconnecting. So uh, I think it's great. And I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Yeah. That, that just means we get old. That's all I mean. Yeah. <laughs> 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 we get old. Listen, yes, okay, because I'm about to be 40 in a minute, Brandon. <laughs> but listen, I know that you're doing some awesome things. And I wanted to make sure that I was able to share those things with my listeners. So I know you just recently, which... I had to double check my research here. I thought you had one location. You just opened your second barbershop. Yes, yes. We just opened uh, our second location January 3rd. Uh Um, So, you know, we've been doing really well. We're closer to the University of Central Florida. So uh, a lot of traffic coming into that area. We're in a Publix Mm -hmm. Plaza. So this this new shop was was really um, something different, right? I wanted to give the city and the industry, something different when it came to barbershops. You know, oftentimes mm-hmm. there's uh, a similar look, a similar uh, vibe from most barbershops. And I wanted to kind of turn that on its head and do something completely different mm-hmm. um, that no one had seen before. So right. that was really the goal. I wanted you to be able to walk in and just feel like it was a vibe. Like my whole goal was I wanted people to get that feeling when they went to Sunday brunch. Right. When mm. you show up to Sunday brunch, you you ain't worried about nothing. nothing. Vibe, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so you forget about your problems, your issues. Like I want to, everyone to just be focused in that moment. And I feel like uh, we did a really good job of conveying that, you know, mm-hmm. and, and really setting the tone and the standard for what we feel barbering should look like and definitely what it looks like for our brand moving forward. OK. And so Mr. B's Grooming Lounge. Two locations now. Is yes. this something with all that you've done, Brandon? Is this something that you always wanted to have your own barbershop? Was that the plan? 
I think um, at first, when I first got into the industry, I didn't mm -hmm. want to. Um, and, you know, as I grew and kind of, you know, went through the different phases of different things of working in the industry, mm -hmm. that's when I was kind of like, you know what, let me let me give this a shot, you know, and, and I right. had some things that kind of changed personally. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I was like, you know what, I like this is the best time. And, and it was one of those situations where um, if it failed, that's fine. Right. I, right. I gave it a shot and I tried, mm -hmm. but I knew that if I didn't give it a shot, I will regret it. Uh, and so I set the tone to, to try to work through it. And, and it was some hard times, you know, mm -hmm. early on, but, but thankfully, you know, we're still here and we're doing our thing. So uh, I think as I grew into the industry, I kind of saw the value of it and then the opportunity mm. to help other people. Right. You know, um, that, that's really what the shops are really centered around as opposed to just, you know, growing my own brand. I got these beautiful shops or whatever, but it's more or less to, uh, impact the next generation of barbers and give them a safe place to not only grow, grow and to learn as barbers, but also their responsibility in the industry as people, mm -hmm. you know, and I feel that's, you know, in this industry, a lot of salon and barbershop owners, they just take in the people boot right? Oh, you're yeah. not pouring back into that person. Yep. And what really happens is when you're not pouring back in, you're not going to see a continued change of your mm -hmm. business and growth of your business, right? Correct. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I've noticed in the last year. You really have to do it for the people. It can't mm -hmm. be about the money. Oh, <laughs> you know I completely agree. <laughs> and, and I would and say, I think, even with my experience, like I just felt like you were literally just thrown out there after hair school. Yeah. And so that's the main reason for the podcast is because I feel like a lot of stylists, barbers, they're needing a little bit more help. They're needing to be poured into because you only get the basics in school. Right. That's, and that's very true. And and I think some of it is also because a lot of your salon owners and shop owners are people that have been in the industry for, for years, double mm. digit years, 10, 15, 20 years. Yeah. And what you're finding is in the last four to five years or so, stylists and barbers, they're changing. Like these kids are. that are coming out of school are completely different. And so they're coming in with different desires, different career paths, different goals. And so mm -hmm. what's happening is it's clashing with the like kind of old, I won't say old school way, but the other way of thinking that most mm -hmm. salon and shop owners have. And so what happens is this is why the salon suites are so big now, yeah. right? Is that the, the uh, salon owners and the new stylists can't really, mesh and coexist together right uh, and so that's why you have a, a huge amount of stylists and barbers going independent so providing a safe space where you understand where these people are where mm -hmm. they're trying to get to and how you can help them do that i think that's really going to be important for salon owners and shop owners today which i can completely see because honestly you almost have to be really brave or really knowing that i can make a change by opening up a new salon or a barbershop when you do see that they are opening a salon suite on every block. Right. So what right. what, what <laughs> mentality did you have, Brandon? Okay, because it has to be scary. Knowing right. I, no, this, yeah. where I live at, I walk past at least five salons, Brandon, and a lot of times they're empty. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, yeah. that has to be scary as an owner. But you were brave right. enough to still do it. Yeah, uh, I think the biggest thing for me is I'm upfront about my expectations and vision mm -hmm. for my business. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that's what people want. Number one, they want to know what your vision and what your goal is. Mm -hmm. And more importantly, on their end, how do they fit into that? 
mm-hmm. right? Where where do they see themselves within that? How are you going to help them grow their brand? Mm-hmm. You know, because in the past, you know, like when we graduated hair school, you went to work at a salon or a shop. Right. The shop owner, you know, may seemingly, quote unquote, be the rich one or whatever, and they're mm-hmm. making all this money. <laughs> and so a lot of stylists and, and barbers just felt like, well, I'm just doing something, right? They're right. Not, their brand isn't growing. So I think it's having that opportunity to show them, listen, you're going to grow, not just technically, right? Like I'm going to push you to grow in skill set, but mm-hmm. I'm also going to push you to grow your brand, you right. know, because at the end of the day, you want to create partnerships. And I think that's the problem is that salon owners, you know, will let people get away from our style, our, our businesses mm-hmm. without trying to be partners with them. You know, I don't want employees. I want partners. Right. Right. And so I think if you can correlate or and, and put that together, uh, more consistently, you have a, a greater opportunity to, to create big change in the industry, not just in your in your local community, but also you'll see that that model being used other places as well. Mm-hmm. And I believe that says a lot about your leadership, Brandon, because from what you're saying, you're saying that, you know, I want to be a team. I don't want to just be the leader. And now I have these people following me. Like if I can win, why can't we all win? Right. I love that. Right. Yeah, and, no, so, and, and the thing, and it really is important, you know, to to show them that you're able to win. Mm-hmm. And and I think, you know, especially with this newer generation, it's just that they don't really see it tangibly, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, other than just through, you know, social media or whatever. So it's hard for them sometimes to, to connect those steps. No, I, I agree. Now, would you say that your experience as an educator, you know, working at Paul Mitchell, um, has that helped you as an owner? Um, I think so. I, I think it really has a lot because number one, it's shown me the opportunities that are there um, mm-hmm. for people who want to be in this industry and showing that you can educate at a high level and do hair shows and do events and mm-hmm. things of that nature. Because, you know, I didn't go to a parliamentary school. I went to a Votech school. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of those opportunities we had no idea about when we were coming out of school. And so um, I think by having that experience as an educator, it mm-hmm. allows for them, me to be able to give them advice on how to go about that the best way, right? you know, and, and what's going to be the most, you know, prevalent way in order to, and give them some of the reality. I mean, cause let's mm-hmm. be honest, like we see stuff on Instagram and social media and we think, oh my God, that's so cool. I would love right. to <laughs> travel all over here and travel all over there. But sometimes you don't see the reality behind what it takes to get there. And so I think that little bit helps them a lot as well. Mm-hmm. No, that's amazing. Now, Brandon, you're like me. You come from a small town, you know, where where people can't see as far as they can reach, you know, (laughs) where you tell them I have these big dreams and because they haven't done it because they don't understand it. They sometimes don't support you. How did you go from the small town to traveling the world, educating, working for Paul Mitchell, owning two barbershops? How did you do it? I think it was pushing myself to be uncomfortable Mm -hmm. uh, in certain situations and coming from, you know, like you said, a very small, small town, you know, small mindset. I think moving away uh, and experiencing and seeing different things is one thing. Right. Mm -hmm. But allowing it to uh, but to be be comfortable in those environments. And I think that's the biggest thing uh, is breaking away from some of that and just experiencing something a little bit new. And then you mm-hmm. start to see the value in it. You start to see, okay, cool. Like I can be a part of something else without losing who I am. 
You see what I'm saying? And I think that's the difference or is difficult for us as times, especially as as Mm -hmm. black hair hair artists, is that when we go into some of these mostly white spaces or mostly spaces where people don't look like us, Mm -hmm. it can be difficult. You know, it can be a little scary and it can be a little intimidating. Uh, But I think for me, the the one thing I always wanted to be was consistent. And I always wanted to be make sure that whatever I was doing, I was doing it that much better. Uh, mm-hmm. And keeping myself open to it and and just sticking with the process, you mm-hmm. know, and understanding that, you know, like it's not going to happen overnight. There's a process to everything. Right. Um, and so all of that stuff kind of put together, you know, I, and I get it. You, you know, I've, I've people, <laughs> you know, don't really support it until they see the end result. You see what oh, I'm yeah. saying? And then uh, at the end, everybody's like, oh, my gosh, that's, you know, I remember, you know, when you was doing such and such. Yeah, you were right. cut you out. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't let me do your hair back then either. Exactly. Yeah, you know, so, <laughs> but uh, but it's all good. I, I think, you know, the reality of it is you people can only be what they see. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. we don't know something is possible until we see somebody that looks like us accomplish it. You know, that's and uh, I think that's important for us to have. That's a responsibility for us, mm-hmm. you know, uh, as those who, who have accomplished things is to show people that it is possible. No, that that's amazing. And so when it does come to owning the shop, Brandon, are you a one man show or do you have a team behind you? How are you making it work? Yeah, so I'm I'm the sole owner. Um, okay. I do have a, a shop manager uh, okay. who holds down one of my locations. And at the other shop, you know, I'm there a few days a week and uh, what, three or four days a week. And also grooming up someone to be over that location as well. So I think, you know, one of the hardest things in this industry as an owner to do is to relinquish and empower. Mm -hmm. Right. And and I think that's, yeah, is to delegate those roles because you want to be on top of everything. And I think for me, you know, because I have my hands in so many different pots, you know, from barbershop to education to community involvement, things of that nature, Mm -hmm. I have to be able to not only relinquish and empower someone else, mm-hmm. but that's just the per- first part. The second part is not to micromanage their process of right. how they get it done. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. that's what real leaders have to do is, is if you empower someone to do something, it's okay if they do it differently than you, long as it gets done. You okay. know, uh, Because at the end of the day, a win is a win. And so I think that part for me has um, really helped a lot. And it's also um, giving... My, the people who work with me, that empowerment to to take the initiative and to do more. So I, lo- I love to see that. Gotcha. Now, when it does come to the leadership, the management, uh, being a business owner, is it education that you've had? Is it reading books? Like, how did you get to this point? You know, just wanted to give advice to somebody else. It's like, you know what? I want to go open up a barbershop. Or is it just like, you know what? I felt like I can do it. I tried it, got my hands dirty, messed up, got it right, got it wrong. Like, what advice would you give somebody trying to do what you're doing? Yeah, I, I would say a little bit. Of, it's going to be a little bit of all of that, but mm-hmm. definitely prepare yourself as much as you can. One of the things that I took advantage of when I wanted to open a business was, number one, uh, I invested in something to help me write a business plan. Right. Okay. The the SB, SBA, um, mm-hmm. the Small Business Administration, has classes all over the place, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in-person classes, online seminars, things of that nature that can help you to prepare for some of those things. So that was mm-hmm. one thing I did. I took a course there. And then after that, everything is all, information is free. Right. <laughs> you know, we, we live in a world <laughs> where information is free. So uh, a lot of it was just, you know, a lot of my own research 
and then some trial and error, you know, mm-hmm. and, and one of the things my mentor taught me many years ago when I first started or wanted to open a shop was he said, Brandon, don't be so tied to an idea or something mm-hmm. when it comes to your business that you don't allow God to move within that. Come on. You know, and and I think for me, when I want to hold on to something so tight, I remember that. And I'm like, you know what? Let me let me let that go and see mm-hmm. what happens. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I think so that's the part of it is because your business is your baby and every little mm-hmm. piece of it, you want to be able to hold on to what your idea or your image is. Uh, you know, the the stop that I have now was the image I had six years ago. Mm-hmm. Right. And it took six years to get it. Right. You know, and, and so it, it didn't long as the end result is there. However, it took to get that doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? Are we all about the process. So. Yep. And I mean, all great things take time. And I know you mentioned like having a mentor and I've had a few mentors in the past. And the thing that I love about mentors they make you think outside the box. They make you think right. bigger. They like give you that freedom and the feeling like, you know what? I can do these things. So um, I know a lot of people, I'm not sure if they don't know about mentorship or they're just afraid to ask, but it's definitely something important to have, you know, when you're doing anything in life and when you have goals. Right. 100%. And, and the one thing about uh, really about mentorship is that you know, as you grow and as you uh, continue to accomplish things, the type of mentors you need changes, mm-hmm. right? You, you know, there's, there's a different there's a different group that you need to be around or need to try. So you have to be intentional about finding that or, mm-hmm. or reaching out for that. And I think that's the hardest part for some people is to how do I genuinely find that mentorship? Where can I mm-hmm. what, where can I put myself or what people can I be around? in order to do that, you know, and I think as a business owner, that's super important for me uh, is to be around people that that I can bounce ideas off of, mm-hmm. they're going to help to build, right? And and right. I'm very much, you know, I'm not a guy where it's got to be all me, you feel what I'm saying? Right. I'm very yeah. much so always looking for new ways and new ideas. So definitely mentorship is big, you yeah, know. And it and, takes and, a team. Yeah. And, and giving that mentorship to someone else, you know, and, and so one uh, quote that I kind of live by is, is be the mentor to someone that someone was to you, mm. you know, and, and so by doing that, you're creating this like this generational mentorship that mm-hmm. passes down to yeah. help to create a, you know, the better betterment of everyone. Yeah, you're paying it forward. 100 percent. So, Brandon, as a barbershop owner, what would be your ultimate goal? open up a chain of barbershops, be the number one in the town? Like what's, what's the goal? Yeah, I, I think a little bit of all of that. I mean, and, mm-hmm. and one of the things I've always, you know, pride myself on is consistency, mm-hmm. right? And, and you know that as brands grow, oftentimes consistency starts to fall, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you can probably think of some of your best mom and pop restaurants. Oh, that yeah. Once they got too big, the food just wasn't the same. Listen, right? so, the, the portions are smaller. It ain't yeah, just, they taste the same. Yes. taste the same. Mm-hmm. And, and I think I'm going to do it. I'm going to grow it until I know that I'm still keeping that quality at a high level, mm-hmm. you know? I and, and I think that's really the, I, so whatever that number is, that number might be two. That number mm-hmm. might be four, five, six, or seven. Whatever that number looks like, the quality has to remain high, and and that's my biggest, um, that's my biggest thing when it comes to it. And I do want to, you know, 
<laughs> I want to be the best barbershop in Orlando. I feel like we already are, right? Listen, claim to, it. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to win some stuff like that, you know, and it's coming, you know. So um, I, long as the quality stays high, we'll continue mm -hmm. to grow because I do feel like opportunity is is something that's great. And, and I would love to be the person to help uh, give people that opportunity to work in a great space. No, I, I, I completely hear that. So what would you say has been like some of your biggest challenges as a barbershop owner? Um, I think the one of the biggest challenges is I would definitely say trying to make sure your team is consistent, you mm. know, finding a good team that meshes well and and understanding that mentorship takes time. Mm -hmm. Right. It takes time to mold people into uh, into what works well for the brand and what's works well for. Uh, for the business and and don't be afraid to have the hard conversations right uh and, and i think sometimes as a new business owner those can be a little difficult and understanding where the boundaries lie and don't lie between you and the, the people you work with and how to have those conversations uh but never never um never sacrifice the integrity of your brand mm -hmm. you know um and i think sometimes as business owners as we grow sometimes we maybe get a little tired we get burnt out yeah. sometimes and 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 maybe some days we just don't care. You know, it's like, man, whatever. I ain't got time to deal with yeah, that. Yeah, we're you all know? human. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And but I think just remembering the why, why you want to do it, you know, staying consistent and understanding that it, it is working out, you know. But some of those challenges early on are, you know, getting busy, obviously, making mm -hmm. sure that people are making the money they need to make in order to to live and to and to and to be satisfied and and uh, so just always dealing with those everyday kind of things, right? And, and mm -hmm. some days are obviously easier than others, but uh, the day-to-day -day stuff is 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 one thing you want to get as smooth as you can, you know? Gotcha. Yeah, I understand that. So there's one thing I have to know, and I ask everybody that's on my podcast, what is your entrepreneurial power? How do you do what you do? What makes you special? Like, what, what's your what's your hero's your special power? <laughs> what's the what's the secret sauce, right? What's the secret sauce? <laughs> uh, you know what? I think the secret sauce is is uh, is really just the leadership aspect. Mm -hmm. You know, um, one thing that I always will say to to my to my guys is that you know I don't treat everybody the same, but I treat everyone fair, mm -hmm. right? You, you know, everyone what motivates one person doesn't motivate the other. Um, what what encourages one doesn't encourage the other. So. Uh, finding ways to to be that person, right, while staying that safe place, understanding and having that, but also holding people accountable. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think that's one of the biggest parts of leadership is to hold people accountable to what your expectations are. Right. And when they're not meeting those expectations, you know, and, and how can we find ways to meet those expectations on a consistent basis? So mm -hmm. I think my superpower is literally that it's, it's the leadership component. And also my guys understanding that um, we're in this as a team, mm -hmm, <laughs> you know, right. I, I'm, I'm going to do, if I ask them to promote and to do stuff, I'm going to do the same thing. Right. So, because that's the quality of a great leader. You know, if, if you can be a great leader and your team respects you and understands where you're going and what you're doing and you're making them a part of it, you're, you'll be fine. You know, so that, mm -hmm. that part of it, is great, even if you're not the best skill set wise, right? Right, because everyone's not always the best skill set wise, you know, and and or maybe you're not the best on the books part or the management part, but right. the leadership area that has to be very important for the success of a business. 
Gotcha. Well, from talking to you, I mean, you sound like a great leader to me. I, I, if I was a barber, I would be over there with you. Uh, yeah, straight up. Come on, I got right? you. Listen, listen. Well, you know, I got a little boy now, so I need to learn a little something. Yeah, show you a little trick or two for the keeping faded tight. Listen, because those curls are tight, okay? <laughs> but Brandon, I thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I want to make sure that everybody follows you, comes get a haircut. Uh, where can we follow you at? Uh, yeah, so my personal social media is barber underscore PhD. Okay. And my barbershop is MRB Grooming, Mr. B Grooming. Okay. On all social channels. Perfect. Well, Brandon, if nobody else is rooting for you, I'm rooting for you, okay? I'm I'm watching you winning. It. I'm going to keep watching you <laughs> winning and keep, you know, supporting. But thank you so it. much. Have a good day. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Stylistpreneur Podcast. Make sure to visit our website for more beauty business resources, courses, and to join the Stylistpreneur membership. Until next time, stay a cut above the rest.